What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to another episode of The Dive. And in today's episode, uh, I'm really excited. You know, it's been a while, but um, I'm going to be trying to get on a, a better routine. And today we're going to be talking about uh, Moses' encounter with God in the burning bush. And this story is kind of overlooked sometimes, in my opinion. Um, but I think that there's a lot of information, like there is in, in any story of the Bible. But I feel like this one in particular has a lot of information. And there's a lot of comparisons and understandings that we can get from the Bible. Um, and really compare it to our lives and that we can learn from and take things from. So, before we get into it, we're going to have a quick ad from our sponsor. Then we're going to get right in. All right. All right. So, um, for those of you that don't know. Just a little quick backstory on this. Um, this story is found in Exodus chapter three, and it runs through verses I think chapter three and maybe maybe a little bit of five, if not five, just three and four. Um, but basically, this is when God calls Moses. So Moses was uh, traveling in Midian, and God disappears him in a burning bush and tells him for all intents and purposes that like, hey, I'm calling you to help the Egyptians and bring them out of Egypt and bring them out of captivity. And like a lot of us, Moses says, oh, I'm not good enough. And Moses was like very adamant that he was not good enough. Like many times he would say, hey, I can't do this. I can't do this. Why should I do this? Like bring somebody else. Like we'll see as we go through this. Um, and I chose this because I feel that we have many Moses moments. And only you know in your life where your Moses moment is. And what I mean by that is only you in your life know um, what God has called you to do and what you're telling him, I'm not good enough to do. You know, the, the situation where it's like God is calling you to do a certain thing and you know what God is calling you to do and you're like, um, get somebody else. I'm not, no, okay. <laughs> like, we don't think we're good enough. And the truth of the matter is we're not. But with God, we are. And we'll see throughout this story that God will go with you and God will equip you for the things that he's called you to do. Um, but I really wanted to take this story because I feel like there, I mean, God has called all of us to do different things. And in my opinion, the things that God usually calls us to do are things that we cannot do in and of ourselves. If we could, then we wouldn't need God. So God usually calls us to do things that are extraordinary that we in our own strength cannot do so that he can ultimately get the glory and the praise and people can be seen through him. So um, I feel like, since all of us have that, we can learn a lot from this story. So uh, that's enough, uh, you know, the background talk. We're just going to get right into it. Um, so the encounter starts off with Exodus chapter three. And um, where I'm going to jump in is Exodus chapter three, um, verse 11. And basically, the verses before that, God calls to say, hey, I'm going to call you to bring our people out of Egypt. I'm going to call you to the land of milk and honey, the land of the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, uh, Persicites, Hivites, Jebusites, all of them, you know, you're going to go into that land. And, you know, <laughs> it's kind of funny, but Moses, he's like, um, I'm not that guy. I'm, I'm not that guy. And um, we're going to the scripture right now. And this is what he says. Uh, verse 11, but Moses protested to God, who am I to, to appear before Pharaoh? Who am I to lead the people out of Egypt? And God answered, I will be with you. And this is your sign that I am the one who has sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you will worship God at this very mountain. Now, every every scripture or every verse that we go through, I might take a little, you know, a couple of seconds to really give some backstory and really dive into it. So in terms of this one, this one is so important because Moses is like a lot of us. He's like, 
I'm not worthy. He said, I'm not good enough. I'm not the guy to, to go before Pharaoh. I'm not the guy to lead these people out of Egypt. Do you know what I've done? Do you know who I am? And I feel like that's so many of us in our situation. God wants to do so many great works through you. And you're, and you're like, God, do you know who I am? Do you know what I've done? Do you know the things I've said? Do you know the actions and, and the crimes or the, the sins that I've committed? Do you want me to do this? And then God answers, I will be with you. And a lot of times we feel that we're not good enough. And like I said before, I'm going to be honest, we're not good enough. But with God, we are. And when God calls you to do something, he will be with you while, you know, while you're doing it. He wouldn't call you into something and just be like, ah, best of luck. He calls you into something and whatever he calls you into, he's going to prepare you for. He's going to qualify you for that. We're going to talk about other scriptures throughout the Bible. I'm sorry, we're going to mention other scriptures and dive into those throughout this talk. Um, that really illustrate that. But in this main verse, we realize that, that God is saying, I'm going to be with you. So I ask you, what situation in your life is God saying, I'm, I'm going to be with you. God is calling you to do something that you and yourself do not feel comfortable enough to do. But God is saying, I'll be with you. I can do that. We can do this. You're not by yourself. I got you. And, um, you know, to read after that, God answered, I will be with you, and this is your sign that I am the one who has sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you will worship God at this very mountain. But again, Moses protested, if I go to the people of Israel and tell them, the God of your ancestors has sent me to you, they will ask me, what is his name? Then what should I tell them? And this is that great verse that everybody knows. And God replied to Moses, I am who I am. And the reason that this is such a staple in the Christian community, why this is one of the most famous verses in the Bible, is because God doesn't reply to Moses and say that I am God. He doesn't say or give the same replies that he gave to you know Moses, Isaac, and Jacob. He gives him a different response. He doesn't say, I'm the Almighty, I'm Jehovah. I'm... He doesn't say that. He says, I am who I am. And many people in the Christian community have taken that verse and we've interpreted it as God saying, I am Whatever you need me to be in this situation. I am who I am. I am me. I am whatever you need me to be. I am that. A friend. If you need me to be a friend, I'm a friend. A father. If you need me to be a father, I'm them. It, whatever you need me to be, I am. So we can relate that to our lives as what do you need God to be in this situation? Do you need him to be a provider? Do you need him to be a friend? Do you need him to be a, a father, a mother? What do you need God to be? He is. And if you abide in him, he is what he is. Whatever you need him to be, he is that. I just want to let that sit for a little bit because that is one of the, the biggest scriptures or one of the most famous ones in the Bible. But it's one of the most famous ones because it's one of the most hardest hitting ones because it shows that God is whatever you need him to be. You don't you can't conform God into this this box, which is why I believe a lot of people don't like Christianity because you can't understand it sometimes. It can be difficult. We don't like what we don't understand. And God is is a is a being that is so much higher than our level of intellect that we can't really fully comprehend everything about him. I saw one thing on, on YouTube and it was saying we're like two dimensional beings. Obviously we're three dimensional, but they were like or or I'll just say we're three dimensional. We're three-dimensional beings trying to understand like a four-dimensional four God. So that's like, for the example, 
if you're trying to put a three-dimensional figure on a two-dimensional plane, it's not going to make sense because that plane was not designed for that figure. You can't really comprehend all the sides because it, it's not on the right plane. And the same thing with God. We're trying to put him on our three-dimensional plane, and he's 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 way higher than that. We're trying to understand him in the finite mind that we have. We can't. We can't. We can understand what we do understand now, but in we can't understand God in his full capacity. And that that's okay. Because the capacity we do understand him in is that he is almighty. He is everything. He's the beginning, he's the end. The Alpha, the Omega. He like that. That is who he is. He is who he is. So not to, you know, go in too much of a side tangent, but that is something that I thought was really important. Um, and then, you know, further throughout the third chapter, uh, God is just kind of telling him, you know, this is what I need you to do. And then uh, in the beginning of the fourth chapter, uh, Exodus 4, chapter 1, but Moses protested again. What if they won't believe me or listen to me? What if they say the Lord never appeared to you? Again, God is telling him, hey, you're the guy. Hey. I got you. Hey, I I'm with you in this in this walk. You're not by yourself. Again, Moses is like, I'm not. I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough. How many of us are doing the same thing or have done the same thing? We tell God, I'm not good enough. You can't save me. Mm. How many of us say that you can't save me? You can't love somebody like me. Do you know who I am? Do you know what I've done? Do you know things I've said? God doesn't care about that. He doesn't care about that because he's with you and he wants you. God's reply is then the Lord asked him, what is in your hand? And this starts a lot of the miracles that he shows, Ab uh, I'm sorry, that he shows Moses and that Moses will show to the people to show that, hey, God is with me. I'm not just making this stuff up because I can't do these things. Only God can do these things. So the first thing that, um, God did was it was a staff. So Moses had a staff and then he said, throw it on the ground. The Lord told him. So Moses threw the staff on the ground and turned into a snake. Then when uh, Moses was kind of done and everybody saw, he'd pick it back up from his tail, turns back into a staff. Um, after God told him all about that, then the Lord said, perform this sign. The Lord told him they will then believe that the Lord, the God of their ancestors, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob really has appeared to you. Then the Lord said to Moses, now push your hand inside your cloak. So Moses put his hand inside his cloak. And when he took it out again, his hand was white as snow with severe skin disease. Now put your hand back in your cloak, the Lord said. So Moses put his hand back in his cloak. And when he took it out again, it was as healthy as the rest of his body. So the Lord is, is showing Moses, hey, if you do these things, they'll believe you. If you know you act this way, they'll believe you. If you do what I'm telling you, they will believe you. But Moses, again, does it. He, it's not registering to him. He still thinks he's not good enough. Even with God, he thinks he's not good enough. Even with the miracles, the power that God is giving him in this moment, he still thinks he's not good enough. How many of us is that? You have the Holy Spirit. You have, you have God with inside you. But you still feel like you're not good enough to do what God is calling you to do. You still feel like you're insecure. You still feel like you're, you're not enough. You still feel like there are areas where you need to improve. That, that might be true, but God is there to fill in your gaps. The God of the Bible is there to fill in your gaps. There's there's one part in this book that I'm reading, and hold on. Here it is, perfect. Um, 
it, it's an amazing quote that I feel really goes along with what's, uh, what we're talking about right now. It says, any, any inability you have can be overshadowed, excuse me, any inability you have can be overshadowed by the ability that God has. Any inability that you have is an opportunity to show what he does have. If you had everything, you wouldn't need him. That's why we're not proficient in every single area. That's why we have deficiencies. And sometimes that's why God calls us to areas where we have deficiencies. Because he said, that's an area. That's an area where I can use you to reach more people so that they can see me. These things are not about us. Moses was making this situation about him. It's not about you. God is fully aware of who he's called. Do you think do you think that God is not he's not cognizant of of who you are when he calls you? He knows exactly who you are. He knows exactly what you're capable of. He knows exactly what you can do, what you can't do, what you're good at, what you're not good at. He knows all of it. But he still calls you. Because any area you're not too great at, he's amazing at. And that's the whole point. We weren't made to be amazing at everything or else we would be God. But we're not. And that's the beauty in it. Because where we lack, he is there. He is sufficient. He can take over. And then when he takes over, people can see. Because people know you. People know, he's not that good at that. How did you do that? People know his anger issues are crazy. How were you so calm in that moment? You didn't go to therapy. You didn't, you didn't really do anything. How did you change like that? How did you become such a different person? Him. It wasn't me. It's him. Any area where you are not your best, that's where he can take over. That's the point. So people can see him. People can experience him. So many times we make the situation about ourselves. Oh, God can't use my situation. I'm down too bad. Or, or God doesn't know what I've done. First of all, God knows exactly what you've done and what you haven't done. He's God. He knows it all. Oh, oh well, I can't. God, God can't use me. I'm too big and bad of a sinner. Do you know the apostles? Do you know the people that Jesus came and sat with, conversated with, and had some of, some of his most intimate conversations with were some of the biggest sinners of the time? That doesn't matter. But religion and society tells you, God can't love you. God can't use you. But God uses the ones that society deems as unusable. There's a scripture I'm going to talk about that literally says that. But God uses the unqualified and qualifies them. God uses the least of these to conform the wise. Because there are wise people all, all around this earth that think they know more than God. And you don't. Hate to tell you, you don't. But, I digress. Let's get back to the scriptures. After doing all these miracles, and after God literally turning a staff into a snake, I think it might have been leprosy. Don't take this as, I don't know if this is fact or not. I'm just inferencing and, and taking a guess. He gave the man like a skin disease. One minute your hand is is all messed up. Put it back in your cloak. It's perfectly fine. And he still thinks he's not enough. And the takeaway I get from that is how many situations or how many of us 
have been in situations where God has delivered us from something. God has done miracles in our lives. And we're still like, nah, you can't do it with me. Nah, I'm, I'm down too bad. Nah, I'm too far gone. He's done miracles in your life. He saved you from situations. He's performed and shown himself to be God many times throughout your life. Every day he shows that he's God and you still think he can't do it. We're having Moses moments. We got to stop having Moses moments. And in us stop having Moses moments, that doesn't mean have confidence in yourself. No. Because you're, you're human. You're faulty. But have more confidence that he is God. That he is sufficient enough to fill in the gaps. That he is good enough to be God. Allow him to be God. Allow him to come in where you're not your best. Allow him to come in and be God so the world can see that he is him. Come on, guys. So, and it is the thing. I don't think I said this before the message, but for any new listeners, this is not me talking at you or trying to condemn you because every conversation I have with you guys is a conversation that God had to have with me. God had to sit me down and have this conversation. God had to sit me down and told me, hey, yo, we got to get this in check. So the conversations I have with you guys, I'm having them with you because I love you and I don't want you to have to go through some of the hardships I had to go through in order to learn these lessons. And this, this was not God punishing me, but it's him being a good father. Like, hey, I need you to learn this. In order for you to be the best junior you can possibly be, I need you to understand these principles. So sometimes if I'm not listening, I got to go through a couple things in order for me eventually to understand what God is trying to teach me. But I don't want you guys to have to go through the same thing. So I'm hopefully hoping that you guys are receiving this in, in every message I give because it's just to help you. It's not to condemn you. It's not to make me seem like I'm better than you. No, it's because God had to wreck my world a little bit and I don't want him to have to wreck yours. <laughs> I don't want you guys to be as hard-headed as me. I want you guys to learn this stuff way before I did. So your lives can be even better than mine. It's not about, it's, it's not, nothing is about me. It's just about me being the vessel that God is using. And that like that's the whole point of this. So in case I didn't say that in the beginning, I don't think I did. And in, in case I have any new listeners, that's the whole point. But getting back to scripture, verse 10 says, But Moses pleaded with the Lord again, O Lord, I'm not very good with my words, with words, excuse me. I never have been. <laughs> and I'm not now. Even though you have spoken to me, I get tongue-tied and my words get tangled. The Lord asked Moses, who makes a person's mouth? He does. Who decides whether people speak or do not speak? He does. Hear or do not hear, see or do not see. Is it not I, the Lord? Now go, I will be with you as you speak and I will instruct you in what to say. This is another example of our relationship with God and, and we're just trying to figure, hey, hey Lord, I got to learn deficiency. Hey Lord, I'm not as smart as they are. Hey Lord, I got to stutter when I speak. Hey Lord, I'm not tall enough. I'm not, I'm not. I'm not strong enough. I'm not pretty enough. I'm not handsome enough. I'm not, I'm not, I don't have enough degrees. I don't have enough, enough on my resume to do what you're calling me to do. It does not matter. It doesn't matter. The whole reason he's calling you is because he will equip you. He says, is it not me? I designed you. 
I know what you got and what you don't got. I know what you can do, what you can't do. I designed you. I made you. Like, come on, guys. We gotta we gotta stop and we have to understand that God knows what he's doing. God understands who he's qualifying. God understands who he's calling. We're putting ourselves before God. We're putting ourselves. And what I mean by that is we're putting ourselves and our deficiencies above God's power. That's not how this works. God's power supersedes any deficiency you have. Any ailment you have. Any disease you have. Any sickness you have. God goes over that. And then again. Moses pleads again. Lord, please. <laughs> now this one, I'll be honest, this one is funny. Because he says, at this point, he's like, yo, please take anyone else besides me. And anyone, please. I just, not just please not me, Lord. Just don't take me. Please. Please. And the verse says, but Moses pleaded again, Lord, please send anyone else. And then the Lord's like, alright, bro. Like now you're kind of getting on my nerves. Like, I've shown you signs, I've told you what to say. I have literally given an amazing counter to every little possible, you know, reasoning you could give me. And <laughs> the Lord became angry with Moses. And this is funny. He's like, all right, what about your brother, Aaron, the Levite? I know he speaks well. And look, he's on his way to meet you now. He'll be delighted to see you. So basically he said, talk to him and I'll put the words in his mouth. <laughs> and I'll be with both of you as you speak. And I will instruct you both to do and I'll instruct you both in what to do. Aaron will be your spokesman to the people. He will be your mouthpiece. And you will stand in the place of God for him, telling him what to say. And take your shepherd's staff with you and use it to perform the miraculous signs I've showed you. The One of the Bible-like breakdown books that I read in that last, excuse me, in that last verse. Um, and it says, and take your shepherd's staff with you and use it to perform the miraculous signs I've shown you. It says that God was basically saying, like, okay, and take your little staff and just don't let it hit you on the way out. Like, he was just like, bro, like, get out of my face. Like, I'm annoyed at this point. Um, but even in God being annoyed with us, he still gives us enough grace and has enough peace to be like, all right, you know what? <laughs> Whatever you say, I'll, I'll make it work. I'll, I'll still get the job done through you. Um, but how many of us are like, Lord, anyone literally anyone you could use the dog you could use the cat you could use a baby anyone but me like but why are we like that you know like are we saying god's not enough are we saying that god can't do great things to me like like what are we saying i don't know only you know you know why you say those things and why you're asking god to use anyone else but you but don't do that because god's enough and, and, you know, he is enough to do whatever he's called you to do and whatever he's asking you to do, you know, you're good enough for it. Um, so that that's really summing up that whole encounter. And there are just some scriptures that I really wanted to talk about and reference that kind of um, support this whole encounter and kind of just gives a little bit more backing as to everything that's going on, but can also give you some encouragement. Um, so Romans chapter eight, verse 30, um, it says, and have chosen them and have called them to come to him and having called them, he gave them right standing in himself and have given them the right standing. He gave them his glory. When God calls someone, 
He knows who is calling. He will equip you when he calls you. Whoever he calls, he equips. Whoever he's chosen is ready to perform whatever task he needs them to perform. And a lot of times, again, we put ourselves above, you know, God's power. We think that he's not good enough, but he is. He's, he's God. And another scripture I have is 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 28. Excuse me. And it says, God chose those things. Actually, I'm sorry, chapter 20. I'm at verse 26. Um, remember, dear brothers and sisters, that few of you were wise in the world's eyes or powerful or wealthy when God called you. Instead, this is one of my favorite verses. Instead of God choosing the wise, the powerful, the people that the world thinks can do great things, the people that the world believes are going to do all the miraculous things in the world. Instead of God choosing them, instead God chose the things of the, the things the world considers foolish in order to shame those who think they are wise. And he chose the things that are powerless to shame those who are powerful. God calls those things despised by the world. Things counted as nothing at all and use them to bring to nothing what the world considers important. As a result, no one can ever boast in the presence of God. That scripture is like, it hits home for me. But it, it's just a powerful verse in general because I don't believe I'm I'm super qualified to do whatever God has called me to do. I don't believe I'm, I'm you know, I have Moses moments where I'm like, nah, God, like I, I'm not, you know what I've done, you know who I've been, you know the conversations I've had, you know the things I've said. Like I'm not, I'm not the guy that everybody thinks I am. And he's like, it doesn't matter. I am who I am. I have a work to complete through you and I'm going to use you. And in your deficiencies, they will see me because they know you're not that smart or they know you're not, you know, whatever. Um, I think I'm not. And that, that's not me having like negative self-talk. I do think I'm smart, but it's just like I'm not as smart or as intellectual as I come across sometimes because I like I there are conversations and times where I know the spirit is working through me because I know myself. I know the real Julian. And not to say that I'm fake around people, but everybody, you know, tries to put their best selves forward. And I know myself and I know where I'm deficient. I know where I'm not my best. But God still shows out every time. And I'm just like, yeah, like that. that's not me. It's it's him working through me. So that virtually hits home because I, I've felt that and experienced it in my life. And I experience it almost every single day. And... um that those are the end that like that's the end of all the scriptures that I had. And, you know, we'll come to the end of this episode. But the thoughts I really just want to leave with you guys is that God is enough. Whatever area you think that you're too, you know, you're too far gone for or that God can't use you or that no one loves you. That's where God comes in. I'm just trying to make a couple connections here. The one that I really want to make is... Um, for those that think I'm unlovable, for those that think I'm too far gone, the things that I've done in this world, nobody could love me, nobody could care for me. I know the Bible says that God loves, you know, his children, that God and Jesus just wants relationship. I, I, I hear people say that, but you don't know me. You don't know the things I've done. 
You don't know things I've said. You don't know. You don't know me. God knows you, and He still wants a relationship with you. He still chooses you. He still chose you. He still wants you. Despite what the world tells you that you're unlovable, nobody's ever unlovable. Nobody. The worst of sinners to the least of sinners, which isn't a real thing, but it just sounds kind of good. <laughs> You're not, you're not unlovable. God loves you. And he just wants a relationship with you. Don't think that he can't love you the way you are. Because newsflash, you're never going to be perfect. You're never going to be like Jesus. You're always going to have areas you have to improve. But he'll love you regardless. And that's, that's the point. He loves you and he just wants a relationship with you. So... There's that on that end. And then on the, the other end of those he's called to do something with. And actually not those he's called. Because he's called everybody to do something. Whatever God has called you to do. And to the people that feel like they're not enough. You are. Not in your own might. But with God you're enough. Whatever God has called you to, whatever God has called you to do, you can do. But you got to depend on him. You got to lean on him, get closer to him, confide in him, build that relationship so that he can work through you to, con you know, do whatever he's, he's called you to do. And watch how much better your life is for that and watch how many people you can help through that. I'm trying to tell you, it's, it's worth it for sure. But that's going to end this episode. I want to thank everybody. And... Um, you know, you guys are the reason I do what I do. And um, I don't know where I'd be without you guys. And um, I just want everybody to know that God loves you. And he just wants a relationship with his people. And never think that you're enough or never think that... I'm sorry, never think that you're not enough or never think that you are too far gone for God to love you or for God to use you. Um, that's the whole point of, you know, our relationship with God is that God chooses the ones that the world throws away the whole point it's one of the the points of what's well, one of the messages that is conveyed through the gospel but we could talk about that another day but until i see you guys next time you guys know the drill be safe be blessed and until then 